when I was in high school and, and playing football, uh, about midway through the season, uh, the coaches would observe in us, usually, uh, that we are starting to lose some, some focus. The reason why, at least at that time, our football team was, was really good. That always helped, right? But the opponents we were playing, just, they weren't that good. That's just that's the way we can put it. Uh, not that they didn't try hard, but they, they had no shot. And uh, our, our coaches kind of knew this. When we're playing Humboldt or Como or Highland Park, it just, they just couldn't stack up at the time. Eventually, Keaton Durham Hall got kicked out of that conference, kind of like St. Thomas got kicked out of the, the Mayak, because we're just too good, just like St. Thomas, right? No, no laughs there. All right, but anyways, the point behind this was the coaches could tell that there were certain weeks that we just weren't really giving it all, our all. And so in the pregame speech, they kind of say, you know, this is kind of like a trap game. And so they try to motivate us. In many ways, I kind of feel like this weekend, 4th of July weekend, long weekend, maybe we're showing up here today a little bit like, I'm going to go through the motions, but I'm not really here. Maybe this is kind of like a trap mass. I'm not sure that's a legit term or not, but we're going to go with it, right? And so the homily today is kind of trying to be one of those motivational speeches that the coaches gave. So we'll call it a motivational homily. Main goal is to keep you awake, by the way, and for you to see that in the Lord we truly are called to rejoice. Often we hear about rejoicing, we may think of there's two weekends a year, two Sundays a year, in which we have those Sundays of rejoicing. Latare Sunday in Lent, Gadate Sunday uh, in, in Advent that we're called to, to rejoice. If you know what those Sundays are, it's the Sundays that we are those vestments that are rose-colored uh, vestments, or they're pink, whatever it may, uh, may be. But those we kind of call those Sundays of rejoicing because we know that the Lord is near. So we're close to Christmas or we're close to Easter at that time. But we know that we're not just called to rejoice two times a year, especially as Catholics. We're called to rejoice all the time. Why? Because God is with us. And he wants to take care of us. We hear about this today actually in our first reading. Here we have it in Isaiah chapter 66. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her. All you who love her, exult, exult with her. All you who are mourning over her. What does God do for us? He takes care of us as a mother takes care of her child, providing everything that we need. How beautiful is this, that we have a God who will take care of us? Should we not rejoice in that? Should we not be filled with joy and, and happiness at the comfort that God wants to give us? At the end of the first reading, it even says, when you see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bodies flourish like the grass. The Lord's power shall be known to his servants. And who are his servants? We are his servants. We may have that kind of feeling or that thought like, well, if I'm a servant, how is that going to be good? Because we know who we're serving is the good servant, the great servant, the, the good shepherd, who serves us greater than we can ever serve him. But when we try to serve him, he is going to take care of us. So much so that we know that he even lays down his life for us. And we get to choose. 
He gives us free will. Will we serve him or not? And if we do, we know that we should be filled with that joy. That joy that God is with us. We hear more about rejoicing as well, by the way, in our, in our gospel uh, today. Here we have it, Luke chapter 10. This famous passage where Jesus sends out the, the, his followers two by two to go before him. To go to the households and to say to them, peace to this household. But what else does he want to say to them as well? He wants to say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Imagine someone saying that to you. Imagine 2,000 years ago. You have someone going before Jesus. You probably have even heard of Jesus. His, his, his name is being known all throughout the region. And someone shows up and says to you, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Are you going to be happy? Or are you going to be sad? Are you going to rejoice at this? Or are you going to be kind of going into mourning? Hopefully rejoicing. The kingdom of God is at hand for, for me? Ooh, what does this mean? When we start thinking about this, we know it's not just 2,000 years ago that this, this, this was supposed to be the case, but for us today as well. Not only is the kingdom of God at hand for us, Jesus Christ is at hand for us. We are able to receive him in the Eucharist. He becomes part of us. We are able to share in his divinity. When we actually stop and think about this, should our heart be filled with sorrow or joy? We're called to rejoice. Of course, we hear we have the 72. They start coming back to Jesus. We, we hear this. The 72 ret returned rejoicing. I kind of imagine like strutting up, you know, after like you win a, a football game, like, look at us, right? That's kind of like what they're doing. They're going back to the Lord. They're rejoicing. Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. And Jesus himself rejoices with them. I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Nevertheless, do not, here's the word, rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Imagine hearing that now. Your name is written in heaven. Are you going to smile? Are you going to rejoice? Are you going to be sad? Of course, we know that God desires for us to be with him in heaven. He has prepared a place for us, and all we have to do is follow him. And our name will be written in heaven. An eternal dwelling place that cannot and will not be destroyed. How beautiful this is. And we're called to be a people that rejoice. Why? Well, because God has us, and we have God. However, it's so easy, and we know this to be true. It's so easy to give in to negativity, right? And we turn on the TV, and as Father Andy McAlpin would often say whenever he's preached here, we hear the talking heads saying, the world is going to something in a basket, right? That the world is, is horrible, that the, the country is going downhill, and da, 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 da. And we start believing into these lies. And we start to give into this, this negativity. And we're not rejoicing. We're sad. Because we've lost the picture. 
the full picture, the full story of Jesus Christ, that he is the victor. Does this mean there's not going to be sorrow in this world? Of course there is. Does that mean there's not going to be mourning? Yes, there's going to be mourning. We hear about this in the Beatitudes. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Mm, how God wants to comfort us. The last beatitude. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Has that happened in the last couple weeks? Of course it has. So we're speaking and standing up for a truth, a common good. And then we can feel like we're being, being shunned, that we're almost being, being, being persecuted. And yet, what does the Lord say? Rejoice, there's that word, and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. And this is why we as Christians, we as Catholics, can be full of joy even in the midst of sorrow. We did acknowledge that there is sorrow in this life. But it cannot overwhelm or overtake our joy in God, knowing that we have a homeland in heaven that cannot be destroyed. Knowing that the kingdom of, kingdom of God is at hand for us. And we have a God who will truly take care not only of you, not only of me, but of the whole human race when we put our trust, our faith, our everything into him. And so we are a people, as we leave Mass today, at the end of Mass when we leave, we are people that go out rejoicing because we have God and God will take care of us.